0: Is chris keys for your guitar today i'm at the marathon music works in nashville tennessee with a fellow Tennesseans of whitechapel how are we doing today zach great fantastic Thank well we got a lot of gear to go through we got four guys to cover but we're gonna do it quick and make sure we get all the details starting with you zach Absolutely. tell me about this awesome machine
1: so this is an rstd's uh guitar this is their uh, multi-scale version and i had to make this after the valley came out in the vein of the valley it's the color scheme and it's even got the symbol and uh, they nailed the paint job, obviously, but uh, unfortunately, DiMarzio, which is my company, uh, okay. her pickups, they don't do multi-scale pickups, so the next best thing was Lundgren, which, if you don't know, Lundgren are fantastic pickups. These are the Black Heavens in here, and they're uh, very, very organic and stringy, and just this guitar, like, with the, the material that uh, RSTs makes them out of, called Arum, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a composite of their own proprietary composite and it's made to mimic the coarseness of wood without the imperfections so the resonance is just it's just angelic and it, it, it literally just is the most gorgeous sounding guitar it's actually the best guitar to test test pickups in or this are the rsts because you get the truest form of the pickup huh. almost you know it's like it's a it's just it's just a raw form of the tone, and and they sound the, the notes sound like piano keys, you know what I'm saying? So well,
0: I got to ask because you know tone wood is such a debate, and I know that you guys run high high gain, you know like balls to the wall high gain. You got Kempers, we'll get to in a minute, but is there a nuance that you feel or you can like see when you're recording stuff that is different than a, a, a traditional wood guitar?
1: Yeah, I think you have to adjust a little bit for the difference in tone compared to wood anyone says that tone one doesn't matter is crazy i'm sorry they don't know how to listen yeah um when you play distorted guitar you're compressing things which means things get louder yeah so if anything the compressed distorted guitar tone is going to bring out the tone of wood more and if people can't hear that it's just because they're not listening yeah so so or they don't know what they're listening to exactly exactly so so I, you know, I, I like to try to educate on that. and as a, Everybody's allowed to have opinions about that, but I like to try to educate. And like, if, When you really sit and listen, you'll notice the differences. You just got to know what to listen for. But uh, And then they, there's the topic of it doesn't matter. It's just, well, you know, when you're recording an album, these little nuances that stack up and stack up, that makes the album. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, how do you had the relationship
0: with the pickup and the tonewood or pickup and the arium here because you know obviously you're probably changing from what you know for the demarzios and how they react to your other guitars right how are, how are these working you know in terms of like what you need to get out of a pickup and and with this instrument being so unique
1: so it's definitely a different beast with the lundgrens uh i have to kind of for my patches on there i have to kind of adjust because uh, it's just it's just a different uh tonal quality for sure but the, the characteristic of the RTDs is still there, yeah. but the voicing of each of these picks up compared to the deactivators is definitely different. So I have to kind of work around it. Um, again, these are these are a little more organic, and you get a more you get more of the I don't know how to pronounce, it or uh, describe it more than you get more of the string sound, a little bit more of the like string separation, which those the Demars are per, great for that. Yeah, this is just a little more so, and that sound either works or it doesn't sometimes, but so. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt, of course, yeah. is um, how did you get to this specific pickup with Lungren? Because when I think of Lungren, I think of Masuga and M8s. Well, I M7s. Had, again, again
1: I'd, heard the, I'd heard the M7s before and I'd played on them and I loved them. And then uh, the Black Heavens, I had listened, you know, when Pascal offered, he could do Lungren in this, uh, from RSTDs, Paschal, uh, the owner, he, uh, he offered the Lungerns and I was like, well, I know what the M7s sound like. And I did a lot of research on the Black Heavens because I've read the description of those. And again, they're more, they're the M7 a little more compressed, a little more, a uh, little more refined. Whereas this is a little more open and like, you know, uh, it's 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 just a wider If I had to take a picture of the M7, this is just a wider version of that. Okay. And uh, but I had never tried them, so I went on. A, I was like I'll just, on a whim. Let's just try the Black Heavens. Go for it. And I fell in love with them. So. Uh, I didn't get to try them first, but I was, I was almost positive I would like them. So, yeah. cause I listened to a bunch of clips with them and everything. I, I did my research. So, so, uh, that's how I came to be the Black 7s. Cause the M7s were so killer anyway. The Black mm. Heavens were just no, no, it was no contest. So, I
0: mean, I love the idea of like Whitechapel using Black Heavens, you yeah, know, it's right? all, it's all synergy. <laughs> yeah. Right. The other thing that jumps out at me in this instrument is the multi-scale. Yes. What's your been your uh, relationship with that and learning
1: that from like a standard guitar? Well, I didn't originally i wasn't going to do multi-scale but pascal was like let's give it a try you know you might and i've played a few here and there and i'd, I'd always liked them but i've never tried it in a live scenario and um go adjusting from that to this no problem from a standard scale to a multi-scale l- literally no problem because their scale is very subtle mm. it's not a it's not a super. you know you see some fan that are very like obvious like yeah. a, a super acute, like or i mean obtuse angles on there and uh this is super ergonomic especially if I play like an idiot I play low because it not look cool <laughs> uh if you play properly and you play it up I mean it's ergonomic and follows the shape of your hand you can see you know your hands straight as you go up it just follows the shape of your hand It's these are this they've nailed the fan pattern on that it's super ergonomic and uh I think it's like 27.2 to 24 or 25 you might have to, you might have to edit that one later on okay. I can't remember the exact scale lengths, but uh, this is over 27 here, and this is either right at 25 or under 25. I can't remember uh, for the bottom string, but um, yeah, man, that, I just try, I was like, let's try it. Let's give it a whirl. And I did not regret it. So.
0: And this is the last day of you guys covering the Valley album from
1: 2019. So what tunings are you using and what strings are on this one? So these are, um, these are the D'Addario baritone strings. Okay. And so this is drop G, this particular guitar. So it's uh, drop G tuning. So it's G, D, G, C, F, A, D and then uh this is a 68 to 11 on this one this is the standard baritone pack now in the studio i would fine tune a little more and use like for, for for a few of these strings and in between i would get ones that are a little different mm-hmm. but since it's more of a hassle with single strings you know we just get the whole baritone pack that they offer that the dario offers and which to be fair we've used the dario since the beginning of the band and i'd no other company i'm sorry like the the the, the nickel wound is what we use okay. and the uh the new york the nyxl ones for studio can't beat them there's hmm. no there's no for me there's no alternative but uh but yeah that's um uh, that's that tuning and then we use drop a on this guy right here and it's uh it's just uh standard tuning with drop a so it's a e d g b e okay on that one um but yeah those are the two tunings we're using live and before we move on to your other guitar
0: how did you get to know this company? Because like I said, they're, they're over in Europe. And so it's right. kind of an unusual brand for a lot of
1: American players. Well, I had, um, you know, I'd left ESP and, uh, and and again, ESP still makes the quintessential metal guitar. But uh, I had we were doing Mark of the Blade and I was in Florida and I was in this was when Mark Lewis was still in Florida at Audio Hammer. And we were in his studio and he had a RSTD sent to him like a demo model. And I'd heard about him, seen him here and there. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way this sounds good. It's plastic. You know, I picked it up, and we took it out of the box, took it out. I started jamming on it. I was like, wow, this feels really good. It's like it feels a lot better than it should. And uh started playing on it, acoustically it sounded great. I was like, I can't believe how much this is singing, like, just playing acoustically. Like, like, like just acoustic, they're very loud. And uh, we plugged it up, man. I think this that particular one had some type of Duncans in it, maybe a uh, Nazgul in it. And we plugged it up, started playing it, and I was like, holy crap. Like, I could not believe that guitar sounded like that so after that you know we didn't get to use it for the album because it, we were in a rush and we would have to set it up and everything but um after that i hit up pascal I was like hey man i got to try one of these out and i'm interested so and and again pascal the company is just they're literally it's one of those companies where you're not a small fish in a big pond you can talk to them anytime they're they're great um that's and that's how i came to be with them so Right, man. Treat you like family. Yes, they do very much so.
0: Well, let's move on to a different family, yeah. but yes. equally as cool. Uh, yes.
1: Your ESP signature. So, when I was with ESP, I had two signature models with them, and the first one was uh, a lot different from this. It was it was not uh, the Eclipse style body, but uh,
0: it was more like the Horizon or yeah, the M. Yes, yeah. correct.
1: And it was a uh, neck through, and um, I think it was I think that one was mahogany too with a maple top, but. This one, when I got my, this is my custom shop I got from them, and when I had to make it, I had to make it, you know, I wanted the thickness of a Les Paul. Yeah, but you we can were, see it is a chunk of mahogany. We took photos of of these yeah.
0: instruments, and man, I was like, that is a thick Les Paul. Yes,
1: and so, um, we, you know, I had to make the thickness of that, and looking back on it, I, I kind of wish I would've done Alder, just because for lower tuning, Alder tends to be a little more uh, forgiving. Yeah. Mahogany has a lot of low end. And uh again And for darker. You, for yes, yes. For you tone wo- tone wood monsters out there, uh, <laughs> it really does make a difference because this is a set neck, mahogany set neck, and the pickups are sitting in mahogany. And so the direct mounted yes, that's correct. Okay. So and then the maple fretboard too, which you know, uh ebony er, ebony has a lot of snap to it too, but this has a little bit denser snap to it. Just I just wanted a little more little more dense on the on the fretboard and you know it makes a little bit of a difference to how the strings just articulate, but uh, stainless steel frets too, but um, I had the activator uh, from the DeMar- deactivators in this. But the problem was there's so much low end in that pickup anyway. Mm-hmm. This guitar had to turn a ton of low end already, so you, when you played, it was just an ungodly amount of low end, which is cool. You're but,
0: getting in Gabe's way at that point. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so for this tour, I was I tried out a few different pickups from DiMarzio, and it just wasn't, again, they were all bridge pickups. And it just wasn't fitting the bill. I was still having the issue. So what I did, had an idea. I switched the bridge and the neck pickup of the deactivator set because the neck pickup is lower output. It has, and it's rated with lower low end and lower low mids, but it has more top end. Which, which the bridge pickup from uh, the deactivator has a ton of low end and has more output. Mm-hmm. But when I switched them out, it, uh, the neck pickup in the bridge position just evened out the guitar perfectly huh so it just it was just exactly what I needed so here we are and it's that's, like
0: in, in my way I, uh, when I talk about guitar stuff with people and everyone has an opinion or it's there's no wrong answers and there's no right answers it's right, just yeah. whatever works for each no, this, individual
1: this is what I mean the only difference between a neck and a bridge book is just how they're voiced it doesn't yeah. matter there's no right or wrong way so um, I think it was worth the experimentation it definitely paid off because like this guitar for me is just sitting beautifully as far as tone goes so and
0: so again drop a drop same a, same uh
1: string, string set same string set what, what is the scale on this uh this is 26.5 okay so that one's the 27.2 on top mm. and then this is 20, 26.5 all the way and um if it was if it was g i'd rather have 27 but 26.5 for drop a is perfect and these are 62 to uh 10 on here the diadario so it's uh this is a monster, dude. There's no this is one of a kind. I will never get rid of this guitar. And again Love the burst, matching headstock. Y- yes, and again, RCDs is so cool. They don't, you know, they don't mind uh playing other guitars and stuff. They're really great about that. So and ESP still makes the quintessential metal guitar, so yeah. you can't, can't deny that.
0: I mean if you got Metallica guys rocking it, it's kind of where you start and finish.
1: My goal in life is a explorer baritone seven string and I swear to god before I quit this band I will have one. But that's my that's my goal, man. And I because Hatfield's my you know he's He's the North Star. That he's, he's 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 my dude. <laughs> yeah. Well let's move on to your Kemper okay. as we've
0: kind of elaborated beforehand with our plan was that you are kind of the guy that knows a little bit more of the nuts and bolts, the zeros and ones that go into the Kemper setup. Right. So talk to me about how you have going on and maybe more of a, a broader philosophy of how you're Particular
1: settings and patches work with the rest of the band and the other two guys. So yeah, I do all the profiling for the band like all the captures and stuff like that and um, You know most of the time all three of us are kind of playing the same patch and which is fine But it, you know, why not change it up? Some? Yeah, yeah so, um, so Ben and Alex are both using a patch. I made with a it was a Mesa rev G but the preamp section going into the power section of a diesel herbert and uh Oof. so you have that massive power section of the herbert and uh it just turned out really cool it was uh it was a sixteen the mic was a sixteen ohm it was on a sixteen ohm marshall voiced uh b thirty and it was just a fifty seven and then mine i did right before i left i was i was um I had an EVH head, like the regular 6L6 one. Okay. And I was, I was like, you know, I don't use it that much, but let's let's really dig into this head because I haven't used it in a long time. And I'm, my brother Aaron, he collects a lot of old vintage like, electronics, and he had this set of uh, Mullard EL37-2s, which are 6L6s. They're just from forever ago.
0: Really? I've never heard of 37s. It's
1: EL37s. They're a 6L6 variant. Okay. And... Uh, and, I, and they sound incredible. I was like, okay, these are rated close enough. I can throw them in here and see how they sound. And in that head, they sounded incredible. So I profiled it through a. This is crazy. This is going to, people's heads are probably going to explode when I say this. But like, <laughs> I put, I have a Marshall uh, 1960 vintage cab, okay. but I put Mesa, I put 2004 Mesa 8 ohm Voice V30s inside of it. So, you know, the Marshall cabs are wired 16 ohms. So yep. it's an 8 ohm wired Marshall cab with those mesa mesa voice V30s in it. So watch what you're plugging into with well, terms yeah, of, of course. like the I always image. tape everything. I'll <laughs> put things over there. No. Yeah. <laughs> right no really big. Uh and uh that was a um you know the 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 Fredman technique the with the 257. Yeah. like uh, that that one this tone I'm using is that tone with that those two mics and uh just to have something a little different. And so I'm running that and Alex and Ben are running the diesel uh, Mesa Frankenstein okay. one. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, I get pretty into it, you know.
0: Now, I gotta ask, because you brought him up earlier, as Mark, you guys had a relationship with him as a producer, oh, and yeah. kind of like a, an extra member of the band since, what, 2011, 2012, with a yeah, self-titled
1: he, record? Well, he even New Era, he was doing drums on that, too. Okay, so, yeah.
0: so how does his, like, ph- how does he incorporate to increase and benefit your sound, and I'm sure that's studio, but it also probably has to translate here, too. Well,
1: absolutely, because, I mean, you know, Mark and I, he'll be here tonight, too, if you, if you oh, guys are... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah uh, he's one of my best friends, dude, like, I love the guy to death, and we we send stuff back to each other all the time. Like, you know, check out this blah, blah, blah. And we're just always talking shit to each other. And, uh, the guy has learned a lot from me, but on vice versa, I think like, you know, with him experimenting or my, my experimenting, he's learning, you know, stuff from me too. I'm not afraid to say that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, now I've, now I've learned a lot from Mark. He's like, you know, I don't think he, I, I don't think he'd say he took me under his wing or anything like that. It's more just, I've developed on my own because everything I've done is because of the band. Yeah. And, uh, and then being able to be around people like Mark and Jason Sukoff and uh, David Castillo, who mixed the last two albums over okay. in Sweden, like even he's like a wealth of knowledge, and he's super great. So like, just having them around and just seeing what they do, and not—I'm not a fan of ripping shit off, but like seeing what they do gives you ideas to be like, oh, that makes sense. Um, now I can do it my way. How you know? can I apply it? Yeah, to exactly. How can I apply exactly? So uh, it's been very beneficial having Mark around for that. As far as the albums go, you know mark has a mark and i i mean we'll spend a week on speakers wow you know, for the album. i'm not kidding like we'll swap out speakers cabs, everything and during that process you learn stuff it's invaluable knowledge no matter what because now you know how speakers sound in certain cabs and how they don't sound et cetera et cetera and then you really learn what you don't like and yeah what you like so um and so that saves time in the future because you're not having to you know try the same speaker in the same cab again that you know you won't like so. yeah but uh because we always lean towards a certain tone, and it's like, I know for a fact I'm not going to like a certain setup versus another one.
0: So. It's just all knowledge, and you're just absorbing it. Yes, so yes. then, like, you have
1: a Rolodex of things that you have already know, so you can well, move on to the next idea. It's that, and doing the albums with Flat Chap will just help out, expand that even more. Because I do, you know, I do all, like, I record at home. I, I do bands and stuff at home as well. But, like, uh, so on top of, like, most of my learning honestly comes from me doing other bands. Like, mm. I, mean, I mean, when I say learning, I mean, I always had the white belt mentality always trying to learn no matter, yeah. what, no, matter so no matter how good I get it's always there's always something I can learn so I know we have to cruise to the other three guys yeah. but man
0: I, I do really appreciate because oftentimes heavy music and heavy players of heavy music get kind of wrangled into oh it's just one mode and it's all game like yeah you prove that
1: there is a nuance to your craft and you are swimming in deep waters, yeah. my friend yeah that's 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 <laughs> the point and that's what like a lot of these new heads they're plug and play like you know that uh, you can get a low-tune guitar plug in it's like sounds good right away. And that's great, man. Some of them sound killer, but I want I want to be able to dial in my head. I want yeah. to be able to plug in and not be like, okay, I gotta do things to make this sound the way I want it to sound to sculpted You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And plug and play works sometimes, but I I want if I, I want the option of a ton of ungodly, awful low end that I can use just in case. You yeah. know and it's like, I don't want it to not be there. So well, uh, well yeah. thank you so much, Zach, and uh, we're gonna
0: cruise on through the other guys. Perfect.
1: All right, we are now with Ben. Ben, how you doing, sir? Hey,
2: nice to meet you. Chris. Nice to meet hey. you as well, man. We just
0: found out we we're kind of neighbors, so that's a small world. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, great. That's, that's, it's a, yeah,
0: it's the end of the last show on the Valley Tour. So it's mm-hmm. got to be exciting. You're playing hometown, new adopted hometown.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah, we've never headlined Marathon before. You know, we played the end and Basement East. Yeah. And Rocket Town when that used to be a venue. Oh yeah,
0: when that was used to be a thing. Yep. I've seen uh, August Burn Red there, Burns Red and then uh yeah. Every Time I Die when they were a thing. So Oh nice. Good good show there. But uh we're here to talk about your guitars, man. And yeah. You got some really cool stuff going on because, you know, we just put up a periphery rig run down with Mark Holcomb, who has mm-hmm. a seven string and eight
2: string yeah.
0: PRS. So this is very similar to that, but very different and striking white. I love that. Man.
2: Yeah, yeah. I uh yeah, Rich Hannon down at PRS is Amazing, amazing rep. And he, uh, this is the SVN model. Okay. So they don't, they don't make them anymore. I think the only seven strings I have now is the Mark Holcomb model. But yeah, I told them I wanted a Floyd in it. And they, you know, the, they, you know, popped man. it in there and uh, painted it for me just a custom color.
0: What do you got for, going on for uh, <laughs> Eric, the tech we love, who Eric helped tech. set this up, is making some racket. Yeah. We love you,
2: Eric. Sorry, guys. Oh, you're all good, man. What do we got going on with the pickups? Uh, they are DiMarzio Deactivators with the you know, the chrome. You know, I the know that you dated a lot of the there. DiMarzios. How, how did you get to yeah. this
0: specific, uh, specific model?
2: Um, well, just in the studio. Uh, I guess from a tw- 2012, our self-titled album, we just did a lot of uh, just A-Bing, mm. like different pickups, you know, taking them out, replacing them back in, and the Deactivators seemed to, like be able to like hold the distortion but like still ring out a whole chord and you could hear everything you know like clearly yeah um and the chunks are just super heavy still and they're passives you know so you can't you don't have to worry about a battery dying or anything
0: yeah i know that you guys have used to uh used to kind of dabble with active pickups do you think that's kind of part of the band's history in terms of like not really going there again or you never know
2: yeah i mean you never know i mean with um with our like newer style with the past couple records, like it picks up like the um, the more delicate things we do, better, yeah. Um, rather than active, which is just like compressed, you know, seems yeah. like at all times. It's kind of um,
0: like putting the floor, the metal to the or the pedal to the metal. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like one speed.
2: Yeah, but this is, I mean, we've been happy with these, you know, for the past uh, like five records, so well nice
0: and is it similar to the mark holcomb that it's what i think 26 or 26, 26 and a half, half. okay yeah,
2: 26 and a half um yeah and you know i think it's probably similar very similar to it i don't um I think the wood is alder but you know i, I think but um <laughs> i'm uh what they got it? the titanium okay yeah the fu yeah, tone the stuff fu
0: tone stuff What do you notice about that being added to the the Floyd Rose? What does that bring out,
2: or what do you feel that the difference maker is there? Uh, It's it just makes the strings just sound just like more like a just like a piano wire, a piano string, just like really just tight in there. Like with the other ones, the the main problem was like with the stock stock um, like uh, parts in there, parts in there, it would just they'd break if you tightened them too tight. Hmm and then it would be, like, impossible to get them out. Um, So with these, the titanium, they just, they don't break. So you could, like, tighten them however tight you want. And, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't had an issue with them yet. Nice. Is there anything else that you asked uh, the guys at, or the team
0: at PRS that you needed in this instrument, or what other specs that you kind of specifically called out for? Obviously, seven-string, extended scale.
2: seven-string extended scale floyd paint job that's about it you're an easy you know. customer man easy, easy. i know <laughs> i know um, and you know it comes with these this little
0: oh yeah coil tapping
2: coil tap do you ever um, use that
0: i'm sure maybe in the studio but on stage uh, are you yeah guys? like
2: one part like oh, okay. one part in the uh, song black bear like when it first comes in just one guitar i like pop it out and then you know play a part it just sounds real spanky we just uh, different flavor different flavor yeah now what should we know about i'm, I'm assuming
0: uh drop g as well uh-huh. for most of the valley stuff what about strings that you're using
2: strings uh, well with the drop g it's like thicker strings so it's like 68 on top and then um I guess just like a drop or just a d set you know okay. um i think it's 68 then 56 maybe i
0: don't was it like a, a standard like baritone set yeah yeah okay yeah. and then the, D'Addario like with Zach or you guys break up different uh yeah we're D'Addario okay the, yeah, the whole the, family whole band nice yeah because yeah, Zach was saying you guys have been using them pretty loyally throughout the most of the band's tenure
2: yeah yeah we have they've just I mean just great strings just, they, they it takes a long I mean they it takes a long time for them to sound dead yeah so with we, might, we sweat and Late. corrosion guess, yeah what should we know about uh
0: like how did you get introduced to prs because obviously people with know your history you guys have been long associated with esp and i'm sure you still have a good relationship with those yeah. guys but how yeah. how did you become uh, a prs family member
2: um well, i've always loved prs like uh one of my favorite players played them like uh michael Akerfeld from Opel. oh yeah you know uh god so many santana um, yeah right they kind of <laughs> have everybody in terms yeah. of like a scope yeah and um so gabe actually got a contact to rich and and i emailed rich after i left uh, esp Mm -hmm. and you know he called him up and he gave you know gave me the rundown of what they do and you know I was just like i'm in
0: yeah man (laughs) yeah he had like three specs to hit and then I'm yeah. sure they
2: just floored you with the results. Yeah, they just, you know, they sent me some SVNs the first year, a couple, and I will played around with them. And they added a floyd on one of them too. And then they said they could do just custom colors. Um, so I was like, okay, just pick a, just pick some colors. I mean, like,
0: they probably will not do custom colors for me, but for a guy in Whitechapel, I'm sure they can do anything. I don't
2: know, <laughs> Rich is a nice guy. He's, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, should we check out the other PRS you have here? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure maybe that's just used for some other other material that you guys cover from uh, on this tour. Yeah,
2: yeah. This is this is for like the the A songs. All right. So this is um, yeah, this is a you know SVN just like that one, uh, except you know bridge is different. You know. Yeah. Hardtail bridge. Fixed bridge. Yeah, fixed bridge. You know, and I got different pickups. I got a matte black paint job. And, Still DiMarzio, uh,
0: though?
2: Yep, DiMarzio deactivators. Alright. That's a great thing about DiMarzio. They have like so many colors you can choose from. Yeah. Just go to the website and just be like it can match any guitar.
0: Man, it looks I mean, sharp. I love the black yeah. and
2: gold. Yeah, I, I used this one used to be gold, but then it I lost it. So <laughs> then I can use the stock one. But um yeah, I love the black and gold and like the matte finish, you know, I kind of like the little wares in it. You know, just from playing you know shows the history yeah it. Um, and yeah. so
0: this is kind of like fills in the gaps of where all the, uh, the the rest of the material you guys are doing
2: mm-hmm yeah it's for like the fa- it's like mostly the the higher tune stuff is like for faster songs mm-hmm. so it doesn't sound as you know flubby uh, yeah so these we used to play the old songs on this guitar and the opening track to the valleys in tune to A2 alright so and to your knowledge are they the same like woods
0: like in terms of necks and Mm -hmm. bodies yeah so basically the same guitar just different pickups minus the floyd yeah
2: yeah
0: well i don't want to call anyone out but if judy or anyone over at prs is watching this i feel like this would be a cool addition to their signature lineup oh we're having a floyd rose and and seven string with the white i don't know oh yeah let me advocate for ben here please my neighbor. Hey, listen, listen that- to this man he's smart <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> thank you for your time man we're going to talk the rest of the band yeah man cool all right we are here with alex who has two badass machines
3: tell me about them sir yeah. hey so uh yeah this is my e2 it's um in e2 m E2 b from esp guitars and uh, it's made in Japan. Nice. And uh, I believe it is alder wings with a maple neck through and ebony fingerboard, uh, stainless steel frets, uh, full 27-inch baritone. All right. I tend to like the full 27-inch. I know Zach and Ben both are more like 26.5 or so, but I really feel like that extra half inch helps, especially in our drop G tuning. Yeah. The drop A, you can get away with 26, 26 26.5, whatever, Mm -hmm. but I feel like with the drop G stuff, the 27 really helps. And uh, I'm running DeMarzio deactivator pickups, bridge and neck, and um, I got the Evertune bridge.
0: Have you had any issues, not issues, I want to say that but like any a learning curve or an adjustment on how you play or what to expect when you do play and your, how your instrument reacts based on how the Evertune kind of locks things in?
3: It is definitely different. Um, I think there are pros and cons to it. I personally have been loving it for live applications. Yeah. Uh, we haven't used it that much in the studio. I feel like you can definitely set it to where you still have the bend. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's not just like you're moving the string and it's still staying in pitch. Yeah. But um so all of mine are set to where they have like a normal amount of bend to it. I will say that like compared to a stock hip shot or tunematic or something like that, like your vibrato just feels way more natural because, mm. you know, there's nothing it's just a regular bridge. Yeah. With this, like you still have vibrato, but I like when when you have a regular bridge, I just feel like it's like instantly it's you smoother. can tell when it's smoother, yeah, but tuning stability, this is like unbeat. Yeah, it's like, like I can't.
0: Plain in tune. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: crazy, like I'll tune it before we go on stage um, and the entire rest of the show, I don't touch it at all. like Because it stays, I don't have to, it stays yeah. perfectly in tune. Like the other guys, when we're, when we take a water break, you know, we'll play blocks of songs. We'll mm. play like three songs, then a break, four songs, then a break and uh during those breaks everybody else is tuning and i'm just chilling because yeah. i don't have to like yeah i go to hit it and i'm like still in tune i don't need to touch it yeah. you know I Set mean, and forget it yeah so no i really like that part about it
0: i really appreciate how you guys at one point all were playing esps but they're all different models within their their catalog mm-hmm. how did you end up to these two when we'll, we'll get to your stand or uh, ex- excuse me your signature model in a minute mm-hmm. but i've seen you with like the steph carpenter baritone i've yep. seen you with the te style i've seen you with all the different makes and models they've had. So how did you get to this one? And then uh, obviously we'll allude and lead into this too. But how did you get there like uh, through your own personal R and D?
3: Yeah, I like, um, you know, just classic body shapes, you know, like Strat, Tele, uh, Jag kind of style, you know, mm. stuff like that. I don't really, I'm not like a big pointy guitar guy or anything like that. So, you know, just nat, you know, the kind of old school styles and models, that's kind of what I lean towards. And um, I mean, with this one, honestly got it because I wanted to try, I had never tried an Evertune before. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I really want to try an Evertune. I had Tony, shout out Tony, love you man, over at ESP guitars. He uh, sent me this last year and I used this uh, for three tours last year. So probably like 90 to hundred shows. Wow. And uh, I mean, it's rock solid. I can't give it up. Um, you know, it's just the, the tuning stability live is unmatched. Yeah. So do the pointy
0: headstock though.
3: I will point out that. Yeah, it does have a pointy (laughs) headstock, which like I can get down with that. That's fine, you know. But that's about the only point I can do, you know. I can't do like the like the star shapes and stuff like that. I understand that. It does look so cool on some guys, but for me, it's just not
4: me. Yeah,
0: Yeah. if you can't own it, you shouldn't do it because then it comes off uh, uh, ingenuous. Yes, exactly. Disingenuous, I should say. Yes,
4: exactly.
3: So
0: let's talk about this one because this is your Mm -hmm. pride and joy, you know? Names all over it.
3: Yeah, so this is my signature model. This is uh, actually my third uh, iteration of this signature model with uh, ESP. So I started endorsing ESP in 2008, wow. so yeah, I've been with them almost 15 years now, which Loyal is dude. crazy to say, yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, I don't really honestly see any other, you know, I could definitely play any other brand and, you know, get the job done, but I just, these just have felt so comfortable with me for so long, yeah. I just, there's nothing else, you know, that I want to play, so... But this is the third version. My first version came out in 2012 and it was the blood burst. Yeah, yeah, with like the um, black to blood red finish with the uh, flame maple top. And uh, that one was really popular. People really dug that one. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, uh, I don't think people had really seen a seven string like that before, you know, in that classic strat shape, but like more of a metal version and, um, then I had another version come out in twenty sixteen that uh had like this uh Paduk, uh brown stain on the top. It was really nice, like a nice wood grain stain with like yeah. a swamp ash body and uh both of those were neck through and so for this version, I decided I wanted to try. They were both neck through with a pit guard, so um you know the neck was running through the middle of the wood, plus the pickups were attached to the pick guard. They weren't mounted into the body. Mm. So for this version, I wanted to make some changes to uh, hopefully improve like the tonal benefits of it. And so I ended up making it um, bolt on instead of neck through and also uh, direct mount pickups instead of a pick guard. So the pickups are sitting in the wood and it's one solid mass of wood versus, you know, having wings and then the pickups are sitting in the pickguard. So I definitely feel like it's helped with like the resonance and the tonality of their overall guitar because the pickups are actually mounted into the wood versus like suspended in a yeah. pickguard, you know?
0: And and these are DiMarzio, what? Uh, They're deactivators okay. still, yeah. And how, was, how, how would you felt or what was your experience playing the different neck joints? Is it something you actually notice or is it something you just kind of don't even think about or even uh, realize it's
3: different? Honestly, I don't even really, notice it that much on it i don't play a lot of lead either if i was up here more often maybe i would notice it a yeah. little more but i'm mostly based down here so um one thing that i thought usp did that was cool is that how they rounded this um neck joint right here yeah so that when your hand does slide up it just like perfectly fits right there in there so oh, i mean like handshake. it is it is actually like capable of some serious lead action but you know Sadly, I don't give it to it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And what about uh, the EverTune? Is this standard on your your signature, or is this something you put on there? For so the this tour? is
3: not standard. Okay. i Actually, had this one sent to uh, EverTune to have it modified by them, and um uh, because I started loving that one so much, yeah. I was like, well, I can't have one guitar with an EverTune and another guitar without one live. Least, yeah. You know, if I i'm kind of one of those guys it's like i need to have like identical, yeah consistency identical setups and stuff so um i had that one put in here and this is my a guitar so this one i'm in drop g and this one is drop a all right and um yeah i've been loving the evertune on this one too no tone knob huh no tone just volume straight Let's volume go. yeah i just you know no need for the tone honestly i um You know, have been considering taking out the neck pickup too and just doing a bridge pickup because I mean, honestly, the only reason I put the neck pickup in all of my signatures is for people that actually want to buy them. Yeah. Because, you know, I've, you know, a lot of people do play leads and they do want the neck pickup and they do use it a lot, but I don't personally. So I don't know, maybe on the next model take that out you it, know
0: and before so. we let you go and we'll talk to Gabe real quick about his bases is, yeah. is uh whose idea was to do the, the finish the style of wood kind of like sandblasted skin cover in terms of like the wood was it you that approached ESP or is ESP like hey you want to
3: do it this uh it was actually me um it started out and this was uh modeled off of a custom shop that they did for me so I put in a custom shop Warner with Tony and um you know all the specs were this basically I was like bolt on swamp ash body um I don't even know I don't think I said I just said like uh, I said like a black stain but I wanted the wood grain to show through that's what was important is yeah. that I really like um you know how you can see the grain of the wood of the swamp ash body and um uh,
2: it's striking even though it's like yeah. a matte
3: black it's it, the wood grain really
0: does make it gives this the some whole thing character pop. yeah, yeah. And,
3: and what i like about it is that each guitar is different you know because each piece of wood is different so it uh makes gives each guitar a little bit of character it's not like um a factory you know just like solid red color or yeah. something like that you know
0: well killer man two awesome machines and uh, i can't wait to see what gabe's got up his sleeve cool thanks so much man. yeah thank you yeah. Least and last, the bass player, Gabe. Gabe, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Real good. Uh, ben told us that you were kind of the liaison to get him to the PRS family. So tell me about uh, your two bases here.
4: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, I mean, with that story, it was just a. I was drawn to these bases, and I had the connection, and I, I established the. Uh, the uh, what should I say the relationship? Yeah. So then it got him to the Yeah. Well, nice. No, these were just I literally just saw these bases and loved the look of them, and then I got a hold of it and it's everything I, I need on stage. I love the fact it's one piece. I believe it's an Alder body and it's got like a, a maple ply. I'd say it's like a ply of walnut in, okay. the, in the neck as well. But uh, yeah, they uh,
0: people forget a, that they make bases. It's a
4: Kestrel, yes. Yeah and they usually come with the prs pickups but they uh they custom paint them and put these Demarzio pickups in them for me all right on And that's what i've been rocking the last few years
0: now uh which one is you using because obviously we've covered with the guys that you guys are doing the valley album so yes, which one's so using for valley
4: i'll use them both okay th- this is the g and this is the a all right yeah
0: and then what it was funny eric the Tech, when we we're taking photos earlier said because you use sick th- such thick strings yeah you have three st- through body and then the, the one's a top loader. Yeah,
4: so I was able to get, I think I can get this one through the body if I really just wanted to crank on it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they go through the body except on the bottom. Yeah.
0: That's nice. So, so yeah. actually bringing that up, what strings are you using?
4: D'Addario's? Oh. Uh, uh, yes, the same D'Addario. Uh, this this one's a 160 on the bottom for the oh. G. Yeah, and this is a 145 or 140? One, 145, I think.
0: All right. And what, are you using fingers the whole time or are you No, pick? I use a pig. Okay. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, do you have a preferred pick or just anything you can grab? Uh,
4: the 88, uh, we use in uh, tune. Really? An yeah. 88 against these strings? Yeah. I've tried thicker and I honestly, it's just more work I feel like. 88 is pretty good. 73 or whatever is a little thin, but 88, I use the same one that the guitars use. Oh, all right. Yeah.
0: So this one is definitely pristine and we'll call this the creamsicle. Sure. But this one is this new, or is this what yeah, you've this done is, to it already? This is
4: brand new. Uh, uh, Rich Hannon at PRS, the guy, that my contact there. He, I'm pretty sure that he he does these himself. I think he has fun doing it. They just paint them and make them look cool. And with the pick guards, uh, they're awesome, cust- also custom too. So every, you know, black guitar, I can throw this on. I can throw the, the tortoise on there, and they're all interchangeable. It's pretty cool.
0: Hell yeah, dude. It it it's funny because I'm sure someone like Rich has to do that because. I know paul very little but i do know that he takes his guitars very seriously i'm sure he would not have uh his guitars leave the factory relic
4: but and what's crazy i have one that he like went even crazier with and like uh, the stress on the the hip shop bridge and stuff and like it actually i mean it's pretty cool but yeah i like it well hell yeah something different
0: gabe i appreciate your time i know you guys have to get going the hometown show and last one of the tour so thank you guys so much and uh, everyone out there stay safe and keep rocking